right, welcome back to Saul Good Podcast. This is episode 16. My name is Max, and I'm the host of this podcast. On this podcast, I like to have creatives on here to talk about their creative outlets in order to help inspire others. So if that sounds interesting to you, feel free to hit that subscribe button. But hey, today we have a super, super fun and exciting episode with a good friend of mine, Ellen. She's just so talented. She's a filmmaker, freelancer. She makes a lot of cool wedding videos, a lot of cool music videos. She films music, lots of other cool things that she talks about in this episode. So I'm just really excited for you guys to hear this one. And uh, with that said, enjoy this episode. I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Max. This is awesome. Hit you up super uh, last, kind of last minute, but you're like, yeah, I'm down. It's like, cool. Um, So yeah, first off. Let's, uh, yeah, so how we know each other. Um, yes. We've told a few people this, but we met uh, back over doing So Far Sound shows. Um, I don't exactly remember the story of how you got into So Far. I guess you could get into I can how tell you it. got into that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, so that was 2018, right? Yeah, yeah. When we met? So I had heard from, well, first of all, I had gone to a few so far show or so far sound shows with a friend Mm -hmm. and he is into sound. He's like a production sound guy. He was telling me about how you can volunteer with, with so far sounds. He had like applied before to run sound for them. Um, And so I was like, oh, that's neat. Like I was still in school at the time. I was a senior in college and I was like, that's, that sounds awesome. Like I would love to volunteer for them. So I applied to do that and just never heard back from them. <laughs> so far, I was like, oh, I guess they're probably just really busy right now or like, I don't know. But it was actually it turned out to be good because like I was really busy. It was my last year of college, like lots of lots of work to be done that year. So um, but then I heard back from them um, like a year later. I like got a random email that was like, hey, I was going through like our like. Um, volunteer requests and I noticed that you had like filled out a request a long time ago and I wondered if you were still and I don't even remember who this email was from but (laughs) it's like the because you're the head of video now is the head of video at the time um and he was just like I was wondering if you were still you know interested and like we actually have an opportunity to pay now because before I don't think they were paying I think it was all volunteer basis Mm -hmm. um so I was like oh sweet like yeah. And at, at that point, too, I had like was graduated, like was kind of tr- trying to figure out what I was going to do. Was with that my your life. first gig? And if I. My first gig, meaning like ever as a freelance, as like a freelancer. Uh, no, it wasn't my first video gig for sure. I had had some like smaller, you know, local things here in Toledo, Ohio yeah. that I had done before. But um, it did feel a little bit more like official just because I was like oh I have like a degree now and like (laughs) I can prove that I know what I'm doing um and it was just kind of cool because I like love music and I love the whole like um idea of like so far it's just the coolest you know like having people who you don't know in one room and like meeting people that you've never met before and hearing music you've never heard before and I just love that whole idea so I just was like cared less about making money and more about like meeting cool people and listening to cool people. Yeah. So it was just kind of like this fun opportunity. So um, yeah, I think I, did, I only did like a few shows that summer, but you were at one of the shows that um, I was helping at. You were also shooting video. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. 
And and that was a fun show because it was on a like beautiful rooftop. That was and, so sick. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I remember that. That was a. Uh, that was definitely a crazy. The uh, Chicago Loud Nine played. I think this band called mm-hmm. Pookie played, and I don't remember who the third yep. band was at the moment. Um, they were from L.A. I forget um, their name, too, but it was like two brothers. Yeah, yeah. You remember uh-huh. this? They were like two brothers, and they were from L.A., and they were like traveling all around at the time and, and doing so far shows. So they were. it was a great mix of people, like all different styles of music mm-hmm. that – was it a nine-piece band? I think so, yeah. Is that but- why it's called nine? Yo, the check out live. They had like yeah. a saxophone mm-hmm. and they had trumpets and they, that was like probably one of my favorites because it was just so fun. Like it was like, but it was like you got experience shooting all different kinds of musicians at the same time. Like we had like kind of like low key indie band, um, two just two people and then like this big like large band with a bunch of different instruments and stuff. So it was like kind of a good experience for me to like f- learn how to like film live music. Mm-hmm. And I think. The thing that, like, stood out to me that night was, like, the fact of, like, how you shot it stood out. Because, like, I'm used to the way other people were shooting it. And it was, like, I'd get this, like, we have, like, our wide shot. And then we have our other angle. And I'm used to getting this, like, other flat-looking shot that looks really close to the wide one. So I was, like, wait a Uh minute. Like, I think she shot it right. Like, because I just wasn't, (laughs) like, used to seeing someone shooting music right. Um Especially Aww. when, like... Well, that's good to know, because, like, it was one of... You know, that summer was the first experience I had shooting live music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I just remembered editing it, being like, ooh, this this is, like, camera's in the right spot right now. <laughs> like, this looks yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, that was that was fun. And after that, uh, I don't know. Did we do do we do another so far after that one? Or I no, don't think we did. that, was, that it. was it. I think we just exchanged information. Like, we were, like... Well, it was fun working with you. Like, we talked, we shared our Instagrams with each other, and then we just, like, followed each other's work from that. <laughs> and then, yeah, that, so this is, like, that's the crazy part, is, like, it was, like, Instagram, when you follow someone, right? Everyone knows this. It doesn't mean you're, like, following them anymore, because, like, their stuff can get distant, and then you're just, like, technically not following them. Um, and yeah. so your stuff had got, like, distant from me for, like, the longest time, and I was, like, it dawned on me one day when and you know this but um they hit me up and they're like hey we need like video people come shoot blah 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 and then they handed me a list and your name was on the list and i was like wait ellen yeah 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 that's right she did the chicago like where is she at and i i had to like look your name up to see where i was like maybe i'll find out where she's at uh and then i found you i found all your uh your like wedding stuff and you did some other uh one-off stuff i saw on your page that was super cool. So I was like, okay, well, she's not in Chicago anymore, so that doesn't work. Um, right. But it, it led me to look at your other stuff that you're working on, and I think we reconnected then. And um, yeah, it's cool to see what else what else you got into. And I guess that's a great segue to talk about, like, what initially, what was that thing that, like, really got you into this whole, like, filmmaker world and being like, ooh, this is it. Man. This is it. Yeah. What a question, you know, I feel like that's, it's, it's, um, I feel like sometimes I have the kind of a very similar answer to other people who are our age, who are into filmmaking. Uh, and because we kind of grew up with the internet and we grew up with like, um, 
the transition from from like those like tape mini dv tapes into digital still got them we had access to like yeah and we had access to both both forms and so um when i was little like when i was really little my parents had you know as as most parents of the (laughs) 90s had like a big chunky video camera and like they will tell you that i was always asking to use the camera like Every time my dad would pull it out, I would be like, can I have a turn now? Like, you can, you can find video of me being like, can I do it? <laughs> like, it's so funny because I'm just like, like, I'm trying to be like all cute. Like, can I have a turn? <laughs> it's my turn, dad. But I just always wanted to hold the camera. And um, I think I was just fascinated with the fact that you could like create something that would last. Like, you would like film it and you could look back at it and be like, I did I I saw this with my eye and then I like captured it forever and I think I don't know I must have just been fascinated with that idea so I was always asking to use a camera and then as as I got a little bit older and I um you know started to have my own camera and was like starting to watch more movies especially like the DVD era I was really into bonus features watching the the special features on DVDs (laughs) um specifically do you remember Peter Pan, the live action Peter Pan from like 2004? I like vaguely. Did you ever see that I movie? like vaguely remember. I don't remember details. So that movie was like just hit for me for some reason. Because I, first of all, just love Peter Pan, <laughs> love the story. But like the special features were like really intense. Like um, Lord of the Rings is another good example. Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. has like really good special they features. Do. And they don't like go into detail about how they do all the like special effects and visual effects. And but Peter Pan was like it for me because they did a lot of really cool set design and costume design. And I like watched those more than I watched the movie itself. Right. Um, so I just was just really into, you know, the creation of a of a movie. Yeah. Um, and then I also did like theater and, you know, I didn't know that acting and musicals. Yeah. in in high school and in grade school, I was just very into performing myself. So I was just always very artistic and theatrical and creative since I was little. So it's like <laughs> been a part of me forever. <laughs> so I can't really like pin, I can't pinpoint specific moments, but I can think of like, like special features of movies. And I can think of, um, you know, little memories that I have of wanting to hold the camera and wanting to be the one to like film the Christmas present opening, you know? Right. um, So that's cool. I don't have a specific moment, but a lot of different little memories that, that made me always want to want to do it. And then like, by the time I was in high school and I was looking, you know, at colleges and trying to figure out what I wanted to study, I was like, there's, I can't think of anything else. Like I cannot picture myself doing anything else, which I was really lucky at that time because when you're like, 17 18 it is so difficult to like decide what you're gonna do the hardest thing ever the rest of your life and so i really feel like so blessed (laughs) for having an idea of what i wanted to do because um it's a stressful period of life and yeah so yeah yeah then i just started looking at film schools (laughs) (laughs) and then you ended up in chicago for a little bit and then you went somewhere else after that right um or would you well I was I just just Chicago and then back back to my hometown Mm -hmm. so I uh went to DePaul University in Chicago studied digital cinema and then I was in Chicago for a year after graduating 
And then I moved back to Toledo after that because that year that I was um, in Chicago after graduating, I was doing a lot of freelancing while I was like looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a good segue. I don't know if the next question is how did I make this my a business? Oh, is that the next question? Um, I mean, I, I was going to ask another question, no. but you can. This actually, it's actually works out. I was going to ask you like because you were transitioning uh, into like doing more freelancing stuff at which point, um, but. I guess we, there was like a little gap there that we missed. So you had like an old camera that you used to shoot with. And then now you like went over to this. Oh, side, yes. The camera. Oh, yes. So what did you like, what made you be like, ooh, I need to like upgrade to this camera. I need to get the, or like, and how did you decide on that? Well, this kind of, this goes together with like me starting my own business. Mm-hmm. This all. It's all one big thing. It's a. <laughs> yes, it's all one story, you know. Um, so. I mean, if you really want to go really far back, my first camera ever was this little green plastic camera called a V-cam. I forget the brand. It was like a toy camera. Mm-hmm. Like I got it in fifth grade. And it was a it was a video camera, like a, a camcorder. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. <laughs> so it had a little, it had a screen, but it was like plastic and tiny, really, really small. Mm-hmm. And I used to make like little commercials with my little <laughs> Um then I upgraded to like a more sophisticated digital camera, the Sony Cybershot. <laughs> fancy, uh, fancy. It was blue. It was blue. Uh, I loved it. Made a lot of, um, that was like the beginning of my YouTube career. I, I made a lot of like music videos and put them on YouTube, like in seventh and eighth grade in high school. Um, that was the vibe. But then like my... Oh, it was such a, it was like, like I said, we grew up with like YouTube and like the internet and stuff. And it was like, we had access to all that kind of, we had access to consumer level cameras and like being able to share them like pretty instantly. So like getting feedback, like it was like, I think some of them even, a time. I think some of those cameras even had the upload to YouTube button, like right on them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember like the flip camera? I was just going to bring like that the up. Little, like it had the, yeah, yeah, that was the era. Yeah. So, um, but when I was in high school and I was like, kind of when I was talking about like, oh, well, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew that this was something I felt a little bit more serious about. I saved up my money to buy my first DSLR and I got a Canon T3i, which I feel like a lot of people our age know that camera <laughs> and maybe started with a version of that Canon Rebel series. Yeah. Um, so I had that into college and I just used it very hobby-like just for making little fun things and taking photos. Um, and with that camera, I started my, what was then only photography business. Um, I would go home to Toledo, um, and like in the summer and, um, I had people who knew that I was interested in, in videography and photography and stuff and asked me to take their family pictures or their senior pictures. So I started doing a lot of senior pictures with that T3i. Like, and the, you know, nifty 50, uh, 1.8, like that really cheap 50 millimeter lens. Um, but like actually established like a nice little following and was like kind of blown away by how quickly it picked up and was like, whoa, I could like make money off of this. Like I could like actually like make this a side job. Yeah. And so I did. So like the summer after it, I was like, okay, like I want to be more serious about it. And then I bought my first full frame camera, which I still have and still use. I bought the Canon 5D Mark III. Um, and I started doing photography a little bit more like professionally and 
Um, so that's how the business started. Mm. Like that's how the like freelancing let started me, was with photography. Let me ask you a question. Cause one thing that comes with that, that I don't want to like glaze over is like, there's, you get a couple of responses, right? When you start doing this thing. Cause you're like, you're kind of putting yourself out there. It's not, you don't just dive in. Everyone's like, okay, cool. Like yeah, there's right. people that there's like backlash that comes with it. I feel like, like for me, I definitely had those people that were like, yeah, you don't have a real job, dude. Like, come on, talk to me when oh, you have gosh. a real job. Um, so did you experience any of that when you did this where people were like, come on, Ellen, like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, luckily I was still in college. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like, it, I was doing it on the summer vacation. So like, I think people were what, like, didn't think, I think when I graduated college, I started to feel that judgment a little bit uh -huh. more for sure. Yeah. Um, even, I mean, even I felt that judgment in school because people, I think, were like, you're a film major. Like, that's not real. You're never going to make it. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Like, you're not, you're not going to get a job. Like, it's going to be hard for you. You're going to be a struggling artist. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I felt that judgment. But I think that people, I was lucky because, first of all, my parents were very supportive because um, they knew that I loved doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, and they also, I think, could see that like I had some talent, like right. they were like, Oh yeah, if she's serious about it, she will make it happen. Right. I think, I mean, I think that's what they thought. <laughs> or else, I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't have let me do that's, it. Or maybe they wouldn't have been too. like, well, have you considered, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily get backlash, but I think that it more was like my own like insecurity too, especially after graduating college. I was like, um, I don't have a real job. I was like, oh, and, I'm, and I didn't consider myself a professional. Right. You know, I wasn't like, I was like, oh, I just do this and I make money, but like, it's not, um, it doesn't feel sustainable. It doesn't feel right. It was very unknown at the time. I was really uncertain about it. There's a lot it, of things and... you feel with it, right? It's like, yeah, there's just so many dynamics to it. But I think that's the thing. Once you get past that, that you like, you have that, you, that you're like, oh, I believe in myself. I can do this. Like, this is. There's more people there's like you said you had Instagram following picking up like people seeing what you're yeah. doing and you're like ooh this is like something I can do. Um well like once you start to get the positive feedback you're like oh I didn't even really realize that this is something that people would like and like right. want from me. Like cuz especially cuz you know imposter syndrome can be like an ever present yeah. battle. So like I'm always thinking like oh, well, there's a lot of people out there who are better than I am at this. Like, why would anyone want to hire me when they could hire someone else who is exactly 10 times better than me? Um, but, you know, it's like, I think that you have a community that, like, supports you and, like, sees potential in you. And so I think that's what I had at the time. I had people who were like, well, I like her. I like her as a person. And I want to see her succeed, so I'm going to give her a That's chance. Sick. And I think that I had a lot of good people behind me um, hiring me for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's super cool. That's, that's, what, that's what the support's all about. Um, right. So with that said, then, uh, you could dive into, like, what got you. What, you know, you did, the, you did photo, and then you yep. made, like, a gradual transition into video uh, from there. Right. Uh, so what was, like from when you were shooting photo to video when were you just like oh maybe i should do video because one thing that i always talk about with my friends is like when especially when you and i first started shooting video um back then it was more of like oh you have a camera i need you to shoot a video and now it's like such a common thing for people to be like like everybody has a can like 
even if they don't know about a camera, someone just has a DSLR now. But back then, it was more yeah. of like a, ooh, they've got a camera. Like, I need this person. So it became more of like a battle to what you, exactly to what you were saying. It was like, why are they hiring me when someone else? Because that, yeah. that was what we were going yeah. up against because more people had cameras. And they were, they were more affordable right. and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, what was like the, how did you like go from like photo transition, transition at that point? Well, so, you know, how I was talking about like uh, that year after graduating, I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So I went to school with a lot of people who um, went, who moved immediately to like LA or New York and, or stayed in Chicago and worked in like, you know, the unions there Mm -hmm. um, and worked on TV and film sets. Mm -hmm. And when I first started college, that was something that I thought I really wanted. And then like halfway through college, I was like, I don't like, I had a few experiences on set that I was just like, this is not giving me the um, satisfaction and energy. I thought it would, Mm -hmm. it was like way too much. It was way like I was overstimulated on set. And, um, I still think it's really cool to be on set. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Like for that, for the, for the productions that like, I really like feel connected to like, yes, but um, just that lifestyle and like that, that, um, the hours too. pace wasn't for me. Yeah. The hours are insane, man. <laughs> like, so, I mean, the, the friends that I have who are in unions and stuff are like currently battling for better hours right now. Mm-hmm. Like Same. it's rough. So, um, anyway, I like halfway through college was like, you know what? I didn't think narrative film is not for me. I thought it was, but it's not. And I took a documentary class and it really clicked. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't like I watched a ton of documentaries. Me neither. Or like ever thought that's what I wanted. But it was like it opened this like pathway to like what documentary is. Like documentary style work. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the style of work. The kind of filming that you do. Like the just run and gun kind of filming Mm -hmm. is considered documentary style work and documentary style editing where you like have all these pieces and you have to put it together so there's no script right right um i really i realized taking after taking that class like oh a documentary is not just like one of those netflix like ken burns like panning pictures and you know what i mean like it's not just that it's kind of like my idea of a documentary right but it can be all kinds of things um so i after like that clicking in my brain i was like i um, don't have to move to LA. I don't have to, um, work on, you know, on Hollywood movies. Like I, I can make this, I can make this a career and make it like something that I still enjoy, but it doesn't have to be so large scale and it can be somewhere else in the United States, (laughs) which it made me really like, that gave me a lot of peace because I was like, oh man, like I don't want to move to LA. I don't want it. Like that lifestyle. (laughs) That scared me too. Like scared me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, that year between graduating and, um, moving back home, I was really kind of like, it was a rough year, it was a hard year because I was like trying to figure out like, what kind of job can I get? If like, now I have this really niche kind of style of filmmaking, you know, if you want to make a documentary, it's really hard to get paid. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to get funding. You kind of have to like just do it and then hope that people will like it and you can show it to people and then somehow get paid for it. You know, like it's not as um, streamlined. 
as you'd think. So I was like, how in the world am I going to make this work for myself and like still get paid? So as I was like looking for jobs, I was still looking for jobs in Chicago, you know, just ad agencies and stuff like that. Any kind of work I, I did could that get, too. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why so far came up because I was like, it was like anything, any experience. I was soaking up every experience <laughs> I could get. And like, Same. so far was one of them. So, um, but as I was doing that, I was still, I still had this little side gig that I had from the past few years, you know, of taking people's family photos and senior pictures and headshots. Mm-hmm. So that was growing. Like that was growing while I was still in Chicago and I was like having people asking me to take their senior pictures. And I was at that point where I did not want to turn down work. So I would come home for long oh periods my of time. I would go back to Toledo and like for like a week and like fit all of those senior shoots, all of those family shoots in one week and then go back to Chicago and like pay my rent with the money I made in Toledo. Oh my so it was goodness. like very like, I was like, what am I doing? Why am I in Chicago still? Like if I'm going to do this, probably I should do this for real. Mm. And when it came to the end of my lease that year, I was like, okay, I still don't know what I'm doing. Um, this freelance thing is really taking off. And that, that was also when I started doing wedding videography was mm-hmm. that year that I moved home because I was like, okay, well, I've got the experience of, um, like I, I have started to learn how to deal with clients and like and couples do the business side. Yeah. Like I've started to learn how to do that with photography. Mm-hmm. It kind of translated pretty well into videography. And I was like, video is my first love. I went to film school. I want to do video. So why not make this freelancing thing a videography thing? Right. And so that, that year I did five weddings oh and goodness. it was, I was so new to it. I was using my Canon 5D Mark III which is not a good video camera. <laughs> um, but it's all I had. And I, you know, I always, I think about those five weddings and I think about those five people who like trusted me with, with their wedding day. And I thank them so graciously for letting me do it. Like this newbie. Wait. Obviously I had experience. I, it's not like I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, I'm, I'm just running headfirst into the wedding <laughs> videography business. There's like no other way to do it, right? You kind of have to yeah. dive. It's so weird. What did you charge? If you don't mind me asking, like on the very first no. one, did, did you go free or did you charge a little bit? Or? Oh, the very first one? The very first one, I was like begging the bride to let me do it. So the bride <laughs> was, my one of my best friend's sister was getting married and I was like, it was the perfect time timing. Like I was like wanting to start my wedding videography business and she was getting married. So I was like talking to my friend. I was like, do you think she would like let me throw her wedding? Like I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. And then she, her sister was like, well, I'm not going to let you do it for free, but she didn't pay me much. <laughs> I got, I got 200 bucks. For I got that 120 one. on my first. One. <laughs> <laughs> Which like looking back at that, it's like, so little money. the bottom like, of the ocean so just money. trying to like swim yes <laughs> but i wanted it so badly i wanted it so badly yeah. and i was so grateful that she trusted me she was I, she was probably like oh it's 200 bucks whatever you can do is fine like <laughs> but i think she was pleasantly surprised with what i was able to hand over and like because of that one wedding there were there was a couple at that wedding who saw the video and then they were they contacted me and we were like we were we were there like we want you to film our wedding and then it just kind of picked up oh you know my like goodness so are you nervous about that second wedding? if you have 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, oh no, now they really, now I I really have to prove myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's how I, that's how I transitioned into video. I just kind of was like, I wanted it. And I was like, okay, I'm not really finding like a job, (laughs) like a nine to five job here. And I kind of like freelancing. I like that I'm my own boss here. And I like that I've been able to like pay my rent for a year. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, let's let's really dive into this and let's make this a full-time thing so yeah and it's been really then i started doing it's been really successful for you since which is so cool um so when you did let's go back to that real quickly so what was that like with the second wedding like when you you said you're nervous it was like you felt a lot of pressure i uh i i feel like that the first couple of weddings i was very torn between um wanting to just kind of figure it out for myself and work with what I had. And then also doing like a ton of research, like watching so many wedding videos on YouTube and like looking up all the best gear. And like, um, at that point I didn't know anyone else who was doing it. Like I was really on my own. The only person that I knew who was doing it was actually a YouTube friend I had made from my early YouTube days, like 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. She was doing it. She's not, she's from, like, you know, Memphis, (laughs) like she was, she was doing it out there. And, and, you know, I just followed her on Instagram and watching her, you know, have the successful business. So I chatted with her. That was really helpful was talking to her, um, about how she ran her business and like learning about contracts and learning about like, um, how to interact with clients and stuff. Right. Just through, just through conversations with her. And she's my, you know, my age. She's figuring it out as she goes too. She just was a little bit ahead of me. So it was like the perfect amount of like, um, time between her starting her business and me starting my business for me to learn from her. Right. And it's like easier when you can talk to someone who's like just enough ahead of you and they're still figuring it out. Cause you can like relate to them. Still. Right. You don't feel like super intimidated by them. Right. Um, and they're happy to help you because they're like, I was just there. I was just figuring it out myself. So like, here, I'll give you all of this. Take info. notes, guys. Take notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, I was caught between wanting to figure it out for myself because it was just kind of fun to do that, but it was also really scary. And, um, right. you know, me, me realizing like I'm filming this like really, really, really important day. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to miss anything. Um, I don't know anyone else really doing this. Locally, I didn't know anyone. So I didn't like have any like concept of like what people were charging locally. Yeah. So like that was really hard for me was coming up with pricing. Also feeling like I'm new to this and like who's going to want to hire someone so new and like setting my prices way too low. That, that's um, so hard to figure so, out that is like the hard i feel like even today with some stuff i still have to figure that out like oh yeah it's it's oh, a yeah. forever i don't think there's ever a point in this thing where you like like there's a point where you can decide on prices but not like you're not set on them for the rest of your life i guess is what i'm trying to say um yeah which is oh no so they're crazy. always changing because you you change and your like gear changes and your costs change yeah so you have to be able to like compensate yourself yeah (laughs) for all of those things that you have to pay for so yeah so i guess that's a good way to segue into the um so actually you know what here let's 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 fast forward a little bit so you did you did the two weddings and then now you're like having a lot of success this wedding thing 
um how is like i guess how is your experience now that you've like got all this experience and you're out shooting weddings and it's right now as we're doing this it's 2021 crazy crazy wedding season um which if you go to read any form anybody everybody and anybody is talking about how they're like losing their mind over it so uh how is it how's it going for you and what what's it been like in ohio to this day so the wedding season with the pandemic has been interesting because you know last summer i was like a little bit worried i wasn't going to be able to sustain myself you know wasn't I was worried I wasn't going to get weddings, mm-hmm. but then I still did. Right. <laughs> like people were still getting married. People, especially in 2020, people, I'd already had plans. Maybe they had to change them or reschedule them. Um, but I still was able to get weddings. Everything else was a little bit more like I wasn't getting the same kind of commercial business that I was getting before. I wasn't doing as much, you know, with music. Music kind of ended. I for know a that there. was a bummer. Yeah. So like, it was mostly just weddings. I was like living off of weddings and then everything slowed down. Everything slowed down. And then 2021 came and it like, people got vaccinated and it was like, bam, <laughs> <laughs> like so many weddings. <laughs> so it was, it was a, a good surprise, like a happy surprise, like grateful for the work, but man, was I not ready for the, like, I'm not keeping up very well right and- now. <laughs> like I have so much work and can we let it be known that right like now. you also tend to like turn around one day or like next day edits for people which is like I, yeah i don't know do i don't know how you have the <laughs> mental capacity for that because i shot a wedding the other day and i was like i was like debating on doing it and i was like i sat down at my desk i was like absolutely not this is not happening like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's crazy that- also i will let you know I will let you know that I had a wedding on Saturday and then I had two shoots on Sunday and I still made a wedding. How? This is <laughs> on Sunday. This is this is why you're <laughs> This is why you're so So this talented. is why this is why I But this is I mean I am exhausted as frick. <laughs> I'm not going to cuss. I am so tired. Um but the reason why I do those those um, very quick turnaround previews is because I am so backed up on editing that I feel like if I give my client something to like relive their wedding day right away, it kind of tides them yeah. over and like, <laughs> gives them something to like chew on for a while. Yeah. Because I'm not going to get to their wedding for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to be able to even start their video for like a while Same. because I have so many weddings from past weeks to work on mm-hmm. right now. So like I'm work- currently editing a, a wedding from the end of June right oh my now. Goodness. Like that's how yeah. backed up I am. Um, and I'm just one person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any uh, employees Editors helping or... me. So, <laughs> and like it's not like I just do weddings. I do other videography. So I'm just it's management of all of this is. I am constantly learning how to keep it all. Yeah, that's the it's together. a never ending <laughs> learning process. Like, and it's crazy. Yes. I salute you for dealing with all this because uh yeah we both that's the thing like we both like run our own business we don't rely on like other people and i cannot imagine like yeah just between all the different projects and what that's the thing like editing takes like you said it takes so long to do so it's just they just they just keep stacking up right right like you know i've since august like the first weekend of August, I've had a wedding every weekend. Oh my so it's goodness. like, 
I just am like adding and adding and adding and adding to my workload. Um, but you know, my weekends are crazy, but then my weeks are nice and like more relaxed. Like yesterday, I just like took the day to myself. I went on a nice walk. We love that. And like slept in. So like it's, I, I'm able to somewhat have uh, freedom, so to speak. I mean, not, yeah, freedom, but like, I still have to be on top of editing or else I'm going to really fall behind. Mm-hmm. So I edit during the week. Sometimes I have shoots during the week, but my weeks are a lot more laid back than my weekends. My weekends are insane. So if there was like between back then you started and now to kind of like wrap this uh, part of it up, um, is there something that you've like taken away from like your experience now than before you're like, this is like, this is the thing that I'm like, you know, figure other than like the business part of it. Like you're like, like, is it the shooting part that you're like, Ooh, okay. Now I learned to shoot like this or now I learned to edit like this or like you, you follow what I'm saying. Um, I don't know if this is exactly what you're asking, but I feel like I have learned a lot about like work-life balance because when I first started out, I feel like I was taking every single job. Like I was saying yes to everything right? because I needed to. And like, I was also just excited. Like I just wanted to have like work behind me, work behind my belt, whatever <laughs> yeah. the phrase is. Um, so, but then at the same time, I like didn't have a whole lot of experience and didn't have that like, um, like I didn't know how to um, balance it all out. Mm-hmm. Like, get enough sleep and edit at the right times. And I mean, I don't know if there is a right time to edit (laughs) until three in the morning still. It's not like I have it all figured out still, but I I have made healthier changes since the beginning. So like I was living in my parents' house when I started, I had no place to work. I was working out of coffee shops. I was working in my parents' dining room. Just better habits, essentially like taking care of my mental health, because that's something like as a freelancer, I, you, you feel like your job is never over. Right. Like you don't clock out at 5 p.m. Um, you're constantly thinking about everything that you have to do. <laughs> right. So trying to like, um, you know, turn my brain off, like not be like at seven o'clock, I'm done. I'm not editing anymore. I'm not going to email anyone back. I'm not going to, you know, like I'm going to like focus on something else and just relax. And, um, mm-hmm. so I think I've formed better habits Yeah, in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. That answers, that answers my question. I think that's a, that's a really important takeaway for people listening. That's something to focus on. And I can say right now, I need to get better at that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's cool. So I guess we can go into like, uh, you know, so you, you mentioned that you shoot other stuff. Um, we talked about how we shot music. So you went into like, you shoot a little bit of music between weddings. Um, but also with that, you've like built a community or you've had a little community in Ohio, which I think is nice for you, given that you say you started off having nobody like in any grounds with anybody knowing they did this and that. So it's got to be cool that you have, you're now in Toledo and there's the community, which I'll let you talk about. Um, sure. People that do film, people that do art, people that do all sorts of crazy stuff. And so, yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you talk about that a little yeah. bit. So, yeah, that was, I mean, so to give a little bit of context, I, along with a few others, created a social group called the Toledo Creatives. And um, it is exactly what it sounds like. We just meet up <laughs> to hang out. 
It's nothing too complicated. We're not a production company. We're not like a agency. We're just a group of people who do creative things. I so can that's attest photography, to that. videography. <laughs> He's been to a few meetups, people. He's come to Toledo Creatives Meetups. I have. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, it's it is a um, just a just a place for people to hang out together and kind of like connect over um, kind of the commonalities that we have. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people in the group are freelancers, but we also have full timers like who have a nine to five job who work in an agency, or we have just hobbyists who you know, like to take photos every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a, a neat experience because I have, <laughs> when I first moved back to Toledo, I followed literally every creative person I could find on Instagram. <laughs> like I f- followed every photographer, every filmmaker, every, you know, like graphic designer, literally everyone. And then like, I started to meet those people in real life. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Like we, we kept having experiences where it would be like, oh, we followed each other for like three years and now (laughs) we're finally meeting in real life. (laughs) So love that about the two creatives is that like, because you know, creatives kind of tend to be a little bit more introverted. Yeah. Like I'm not speaking for everybody. That's a generalization. But I think that like for the most part, creative people are a little bit more introverted. And so Mm -hmm. having a space to open up and like have this kind of like icebreaker, like Oh, you have a camera? I have a camera. Let's talk about our cameras. You know? It's like a cool icebreaker. And um, yeah, I've I've formed a lot of good friendships. And now, like, I work with all these people all the time. I like to kind of, like, consider them like my coworkers. Like, we have, like, common problems that we have to work out. And, you know, we work together. We, like, hire each other as second shooters and stuff. So, um I love that community. Thank <laughs> God for that community. Such a solid group of people. And yeah, yeah, everyone just gets along. Like, I guess my 10 cents on it, like just coming there from Chicago is crazy. Cause like, it's always hard, right? In a big group of new people. I mean, as social as I am, I still had that like nervous thing of like, am I going to actually talk to people in this group? Are they going to say hi to me? Or are they going to think I'm this weirdo that drove so far out? Um, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. And sure enough, it was like the first day in. Everybody was like so welcoming. By the time I left, I felt like I've known these people for like 10 years. It was crazy. Now uh-huh. I just look at these people like I've known them my whole life, which is like so weird yeah. for me to say. But it like it's true. It feels that way. Um, well, I think it kind of speaks to the Toledo community because Toledo is like this smaller city. You know, we've in Ohio, we've got Columbus and Cincinnati and Cleveland. Like those are the big three. And then Toledo kind of like creeps in and is as the fourth biggest city. Like nobody really likes Toledo. We're like considered. A... Detroit is a really cool city, but it used to be like people used to regard Detroit as like a terrible city yeah. too. And so like people call Toledo a little Detroit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's like got similar vibes. And but I think we're really going through this Renaissance period right now, and and like people are waking up to the really cool parts of Toledo and. Um, it's a small enough community that like you can really make yourself known and you can meet a lot of people and you can form good relationships, but it's a big enough community that you can still have a good clientele and like, you know, I don't know. I, it's, I have a really soft spot for, for my hometown. <laughs> so yeah, Toledo, love it. Uh, yeah, that's, so it's really cool that everyone's came together. And I've noticed like, like the other day you, uh, if it was on your story or in a post, but I think it was a post, someone from the group, uh, go do drone footage, like at the wedding. Oh yeah. 
which is cool. Yeah. I, I always find that like a cool, unique experience when you get like, like for me, I meet people at so far, I meet people at a show or something and I'm able to be like, Hey, I remember you, you did that thing. Like come with me, yeah. do your thing. Um, exactly. Like, so like I said, like, it's like we help each other out all the time now. So this, I don't have a drone and I don't use a drone for my wedding videography, but this client really wanted, um, drone footage for this specific part of the day. And I was like, all right, you know what? I know people. I know people who do drum. I'll coordinate that, you know? Yeah. And I was able to, like, I had, like, five people in my head who could do it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I hit, I hit one of my friends up, and I was like, hey, can you fly drone for me? <laughs> I think so. that's the cool part, too, is, like, being able to trust people. Because, like, for instance, yeah. to give you an example, uh, I was out in Jamaica recently, and I needed Beach Bunny, their management hit me up to film a show of theirs at Riot Fest, but I was gone, but I really wanted to make sure that they got like a proper looking show because hundreds of thousands of people are You've gonna worked be with them before. seeing this. But I was like, yeah. I want this to look good, so who can I trust? And I just went down the list of like people that I've like worked with that I can trust that are available. Um, and then they did a good job, so now I'm editing it. So it's like, a matter of like finding those like right people that you trust yeah to, like still yeah because the most important part of this all is like holding on to your like image and your like look right because like you don't right. just have someone there that shoots a different completely different style completely different way because it just doesn't exactly. like it doesn't work with your work it doesn't blend so that's right. like an, a forever battle at least for me i'm like oh my goodness this person better for sure <laughs> For sure. No, yeah, you're right. Like this person who I had do it for me, like I've worked with him enough now that I, first of all, I trust him wholeheartedly. Like whatever mm -hmm. he does, I, I know it will look good. Yeah. But he all, I also trust him to like listen to me and act and like do what I say. You know what right. I mean? Like he will, he knows my style and he knows that um, what I'm going to be looking for before I even <laughs> open my mouth. Like we trust <laughs> each other. We have a good, good relationship there. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's like like I said, it's the most important part of it all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there was there anything else about like the is there any like cool other experience you've had with the creatives and everybody? Is have you met like someone that like helped you do this or maybe not even helped you, just someone that you're like, oh, that's a cool story? Or has there been like anything oh, that really cool that came out of it that you're like, ah, I'm glad for this group? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that like we grew so fast, it was kind of. Um, we started in January, 2020. So it was right before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was kind of perfect because um, we picked up speed when, when people needed the um, social time the most, you know, we were all at home and we were all not working as, as much. So mm -hmm. we needed that um, social, social interaction. So we started having out, outdoor meetups um, in the spring of 2020, mm -hmm. well, late, late spring, early, early summer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we, it picked up so quickly because I think people were starved for that and really needed that connection. Mm -hmm. Um, and because it picked up so fast, we were gaining all this traction and like, we have a Facebook group that now has like 600, 700 people in so it. So crazy. Um, it's insane. Our meetups, we don't always get like 700 people at our right, meetups, right. but I would say we get about 30 people at each meetup, which I think is like still stellar. phenomenal. Like that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And new people at every meetup. Like I'm always meeting someone new. Um, and people always bring their friends and 
I think the coolest part about it is that we are gaining just like other um, uh, organizations in Toledo are noticing us. Right. Like we will be we will be partnering with like the library system soon to do some some artist spotlights. Mm-hmm. Um, we've partnered with the Metro Parks to host meetups, and they're like people support us mm-hmm. um, as as an entity, even though we're not like an official nonprofit or an official company or anything like we are just a group of people who have similar interests and are creative but like i think people like really regard the arts as something that's really important and so like they're happy to support us so it's cool that like bigger organizations and and nonprofits are like reaching out to us now and like saying hey we want to work with you mm-hmm. even though it's like we're not even really like you know what i mean like we're yeah. just like a we're friends. We're just like a group of friends, essentially. <laughs> like, we're just like a social group. That but an organization cool trusts. That... Right, right. Yeah. Um, but I think, again, it speaks to just the like size and like community and like passion that there is in this small city. So Right, right. So I guess that's it. This is a good segue into this. So out of that, you've, you, like you just said, there's been some organizations of contact. You guys done other projects. Um, what's been like your favorite project since everything i guess like what's been like other than like other than doing weddings because obviously like you have your love for shooting weddings but yeah like what's been like a fun other project that you've worked on uh all together that you're like this is the one i need like a million people to see this (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, there's been so many that i've done that i've really loved but i think that okay i'm going to talk about two okay go for it um (laughs) so first of all i we met through music, mm-hmm. filming music. Yeah. I also do some 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 videography for a local band here called Oliver Hazard, so which good. you ended up seeing Oliver Hazard at a So Far show in Chicago, which, which is, is so, so sick. cool. And I listen to their music every yeah. day. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're the best. I love them. Um, but so yeah, I've done some, been working with them since I really, truly, almost since I moved back to Toledo. So um, they're the best, and I I do live performances for them but i also like on wednesday we're going to be filming a little um not really a music video a live performance of a song but in a controlled space so it won't be like at a show it will be like you know they're recording the sound right they're they're doing a live performance um but i still work with them all the time and i love love working with them because it's something that um i just love music in general and i love Mm -hmm. that genre of music it's like very folky yeah, it's really good. So I just feel like I'm having fun every time I work with them. It just feels fun. Like, I don't even care if they pay me. Like, I'm just, like, <laughs> hanging out and filming, you know? Yeah. It's just I'm doing what I love, and I'm um, enjoying the music, and I'm hanging out with cool people, and, like, love that. Yeah. So anytime I work with Oliver Hazard or, like, any other musician, like, I've done a few music videos for other musicians. Mm-hmm. And I love doing music videos because it's really – I get to be very creative with that. And – um it's like flexing a muscle that I don't often get to flex. And I, you really need to have that. Like you, cause you can get really set in your ways when you're doing wedding videography. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to do other projects to kind of like flex that creativity muscle. Mm-hmm. And then the other project I was going to tell you about was this past summer. I worked with a local photographer here. Um, we partnered up and we told the story of Juneteenth in Toledo, Ohio. There was a Juneteenth. Oh. I remember this uh, parade um, and then event afterwards that I helped him kind of like document. So he is a um, 
film photographer. He shoots in black and white almost exclusively and has this like 70 year old camera. Um, And he's pretty well known in, in the Toledo area. And he, he does all kinds of street photography, but kind of focuses on the black community in Toledo. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt honored when he asked me to help him create this um, video about Juneteenth in this neighborhood. Um, and we kind of did this mixed media project where he took photos. He did what he did best. He took photos of people and he talked to them because he doesn't only take photos of people, but he, he talks to that person and he gets their story. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of did this thing where like I filmed the whole process. I filmed him taking the photo. I filmed him talking to that person. So we got all these stories from that day and we're able to document that. Oh, that's um, so sick. In a really meaningful way. Yeah, it was so fun. And it was like, that's like, that was a passion project. Like, yeah. That was just for fun. Mm-hmm. And it, it really fed that like um, yearning I have to tell stories, like oh, the documentary style. Just going to um, say that. Yeah, it was just so, I mean, and that's the kind of stuff that I w- would love to be doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it's hard to like figure out a way to like sustain yourself and make a living doing those kind of projects. Like you do have to have something like wedding videography uh-huh. to, you know, on the back, on the back end, pay your way. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still be able to, I mean, it's like those, that Juneteenth video is like what really brings me fulfillment and it makes it feel like I'm doing something important. And like, I would love to use my skills as a way to give back or like elevate someone's voice like that's it like that's what i want i love that (laughs) (laughs) so wholesome of you um thank you (laughs) so i guess that that leads me to like two questions then um so i guess to kind of go backwards a little bit to that first project um my favorite thing with the oliver hazard one you did i love the one where they're like playing in the middle of the river yes That, that to me is super cool Uh, I love that one, just seeing them, like, go into the woods. And I feel like it came up on my feed recently or someone brought it to my attention again. But it was so cool how, like, you just go through. Oh, yeah, some client of mine actually, like, I think sent me it or something. Because, like, it was cool how you, like, went through the woods and you see them, like, go to their spot. And it's, like, the the coolest thing ever because it feels real. Like, you're walking with them and they're performing so it's not like they're just there and you have no connection to it you feel connected because no and like that video (laughs) is so it was so like we planned a little bit of it but the best part about working with oliver hazard is it is we can just like understand each other like we get like the like we like that run and gun diy kind of filmmaking and like we taped iphones to the back of their guitars and that's how we recorded the sound (laughs) (laughs) like I had I had a little microphone that I used too for like ambient noise for like the water yeah. that you hear the rushing water in the river but like for the most part the music is coming from recordings on their iPhones taped to the back of their guitars. So cool! So it's like so cool. that video was so fun. Um, but that's the kind of stuff I love too. Is like it's telling a story. So like this band is from Waterville, Ohio, which is a small town. Uh, you know, in the greater Toledo area that's right on the river. It's right on the Monty River. So, like, there are these, like, small-town boys from from the river. You know? It's like an iconic and spot. So, right. So I was like, okay, we need to make a video where you guys are literally in the river. Because I feel like it's, like, such, like, a, there's this bridge. There's this really old historic bridge nearby. 
And I was like, we want to, let's like, it's like a iconic Waterville spot. I was like, we need to capture that in that video. We need to show like, this is your hometown. And yeah. Like, so that was super fun. I loved making that video. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, it just, it came across so well. I forget, I seriously, I kind of forget who sent it. But I just remember someone saying, they're like, I love how this video starts. I was like, yeah. yes, I've seen this video. I love it. Um, but yeah, so going off of, going off of that, um, to that other project you were talking about, um, yeah, that was a, that was seriously really cool. I remember seeing like the post and everything with that. Um, and yeah. I, I could tell just from seeing what you, what you guys put together that it really fed that like documentary, uh, thing yeah. that you want to shoot. But with that said, uh, you're working on another, you're working towards another thing right now, right? I, it was called like storied. <laughs> oh yeah. Thing. yeah. 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 What, what's going on? Is there, do you have like a brief little synopsis of what's going on with that? Cause I know that's like a documentary yeah, sort of story. thing. Yeah. So the idea behind storied, so I'm not the, the, um, the main like driver behind storied. I'm kind of partnering up with another, um, artist in Toledo who had the idea and is the owner of storied, but, mm. um, it's just a three person team. And, um, the whole concept is documenting doc, what <laughs> documenting <laughs> family biographies, essentially. So, um, filming your grandparents and interviewing them about their lives um, mm -hmm. and asking them all really important questions so that you have that forever documented as mm -hmm. like an heirloom. Um, so like video documentaries about uh, family storytelling. Yeah. Um, but it won't just be that. It will also be, it can, it doesn't have to be like, you know, the grandparents of the family. It can be like, we made a video of these two little boys, a four year old and a two year old. And we ask them questions about life. Um, so it's cool. kind of like documenting somebody at a certain point in their life to try and capture their like likeness on video and hear their voice. And like, so that's, that's the concept behind story. It's a tiny little production company. Um, but we're also working on a video series project, like under the storied brand. Right. Um, actually filming this week for it. Sick. Um, but it will be a, um, series called Before You Speak, um, where we'll make short documentaries about people of all different backgrounds and um, ages and genders, and we'll tell their story first. So we'll make these so cool. documentaries. And then we're going to have put two of those people in a room and have them talk to each other. So it's just kind of like you learn, you learn about them before, and mm -hmm. you learn about their story, and you meet them as a character. And then um, later on, you'll see one of them talk to a, another person and whatever their conversation, whatever happens is off the cuff. And um, yeah, oh, so that's, that's a so cool, cool project that I'm working on right now with a friend. Yeah, that is such yeah. a cool project. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask about it because I've seen a lot of stuff about it. I'm like, this is a cool concept. This is really good. It seems, right. Again, right up your alley. It fulfills that yeah. documentary in you. Um, yes. Yeah. So holy cow. Uh, I guess we could, I guess we could come to the end of it here with the advice segment. Unless sure. there's any, is there anything else that like you wanted to talk about with video? Or... I don't know, Max, we could talk forever. We could talk forever. <laughs> we could. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess we'll like come, to, come to the end of it with the advice. Um, sure. Is, so yeah. Do you have any advice for someone that's getting into this field or someone that wants to get into weddings or someone wants to shoot music or anything or someone getting a camera like what's your advice sure here? 
Um, I guess, and this is the advice that I was given, and I really feel like I, it will carry on for generations. But I think it's just you just have to keep creating, like follow that like um, drive that you have, right. um, and don't let it don't let it like die out. Don't let the fire die out. Um, create even even if you're not getting paid for it, like. Because the more experience you have and the more you flex, like that we were talking about earlier, you flex that creative muscle, the more, you, more you'll learn and you'll like see the patterns in your growth. Like I love looking at the little silly videos I made when I was younger and comparing them to what I do now. Because sometimes I'm like, they're not that, they're not that different. Right. Like, my, my camera's changed and my skills have maybe been perfected technically. Right. But my heart hasn't changed and like the what I have, what I put into it and what make, you know, like the reason why I love filmmaking hasn't really changed. So absolutely um, keep the fire burning, like keep creating. And then also, um, find people who are similar to you, um, and learn from each other and don't stop learning. Mm-hmm. Like don't get set in your ways. Even, you know, I went to, you went to school for this. I went to school for this, but we're still learning all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, don't think that you got it all figured out. YouTube university, baby. Yes. (laughs) Love a YouTube tutorial. (laughs) I don't know where I'd be without it. Um, That's, yeah, that's actually really good advice. I would, yeah, I would highly suggest taking that advice. (laughs) You're listening to this. It's a very top notch advice there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i'm a pro just kidding listen to the pros guys i'm not a pro i'm i'm i am young i am still young i'm still learning i am by no means a pro i just you know i think we can consider (laughs) ourselves it out as we go (laughs) (laughs) we've done it long enough we can be pros or at least our clients can think that so yes um yes all righty my camera battery's getting close to death but uh hey (laughs) close to death (laughs) who knows maybe it'll be dead for good after this um (laughs) uh but yeah holy cow uh thanks again for coming on my podcast really enjoyed having you on here uh i guess we could leave them any is there check out uh ellen's socials check out her work uh feel free to drop those yeah. Can they find yeah. you? So my Instagram is Ellen Zubek, spelled E-L-L-E-N-D-Z-I-U-B-E-K. <laughs> it is a fun Polish name. Um, and then, yeah, you can, I mean, I do have a YouTube, but if you really want to like dive deep and see those like early 2000s or like late 2000s, 2009, 2010 videos, Ellen DZ on YouTube. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Check check out her stuff. Go there. Go take a look at it. Some really cool stuff. I promise you won't be let down. Promise. Um, super cool. Uh, but yeah. Thanks again for coming on. And uh, I'm not gonna cut the call here, but I'm ending the podcast here. So uh, <laughs> appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much for having me, Max. Everyone, go follow Max too. Oh, he is so good okay. at what he does. I don't. You're. Thank you. Max never slows down. And that's something that I really appreciate about Max. He's like constantly, constantly working 
Hopefully you're taking breaks. <laughs> this is my break right now. <laughs> okay, good. Hopefully you're like giving yourself time to relax too. But like I, he's always pushing at work and it's always so cool to see all oh, the like fun things that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. Thank you for having me yeah, on of this course. podcast. Thanks again for coming <laughs> on. And uh, yeah, if you guys are new here and you enjoyed this, feel free to hit that subscribe button. Um, and again, follow Ellen on her socials. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, talk to you guys in the next episode. We'll have more creative people on here. Should be a good time. So subscribe and have a good one guys. Bye.